bald and blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. Hi everybody, this is Kathy Tate, the Bold Warrior, and hello from down under in Australia. It is great to be back with another episode and great to have you all with us listening in. And with me, of course, is Daisy Papp from Florida Keys on the other side of the world. Hi, Daisy, how are you? Hi, dear friend, Kathy. Thank you so much. I'm doing fine. It's a wonderful, wonderful day actually the end of the day and I'm ready for a weekend after a long week filled with clients and editing and writing and all kind of exciting, exciting tasks. And I'm just very, very content at this time. And of course, I'm very content to see you and speak to you. And how are you? I am wonderful, Daisy. I'm really excited right now as well. Even though this is probably the fifth or sixth episode you're listening to out there, in real time, we're recording right before we launch. So we launch in a few days. So we're very, very excited about that. And we're really excited about the work we're doing with our tribe in Facebook, in our group, Dream Life Creators, which is going to be a lot of extra stuff around the podcast, but also giving people a dream life blueprint. So we're very super excited about both the podcast and the work that we're doing in there. Uh, And of course, uh, working with private clients is also extremely satisfying. Absolutely. Oh, so fulfilling. It's like the applause for an artist after a great performance. That's the bread. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a life's elixir. Yeah. And in fact, I was inspired this week to pick our topic by my son, Mm. who actually got on Facebook and shared some deeper meaningful experience he has had with anxiety. Mm. And so I thought, I bet Chris is not alone in that. I bet there are millions of people out there that do also suffer from anxiety. So I wanted to make it a topic and talk about it today. Okay, But it's not something that I have personally experienced. Daisy. So we're going to lean a lot on you today. I know that you've told me you've experienced it personally yourself. So what I want to do is talk to the audience about what anxiety is and then give them some tools on how to handle it when they experience it. How does that sound to you? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I love that. (laughs) Another great pick of a topic, like always, because to our listeners out there, Kathy is picking the topics and then she throws it at me. So I'm always like, you know, like a team player and I'm waiting for a ball to come, but I have to unwrap it first (laughs) before I see what's in there. Well, great topic. And I agree there are millions, if not billions of people experiencing anxiety at times, at least once in their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is anxiety? And of course, it comes in different degrees, doesn't it? From mild oh. to debilitating. Absolutely. Panic attacks and where you're really frozen. So where people are disabled yeah. to live on their own or live a life that could be joyful. Yes. Absolutely. 
it's terrifying and horrifying for some people. Really, really extraordinary experiences. And then for somebody who never experienced it, it may look weird and maybe somebody thinks, oh yeah, they're just making it up to get attention. No, no. So anxiety is a very real thing. When I think of anxiety, I believe how I would describe it is anxiety is your body's reaction to perception. To perception. Yeah. So let's explain that further because that's probably going to confuse a little. Okay. So there are five senses we have. Agreed? Yes. We see, we hear, we smell, we taste, and we feel. Either something happens outside of me that I perceive through my five senses and my body is going to respond with the matching feelings, emotions, energy in motion. Yes. Let's say you and I, we walk in Canada and then all of a sudden there's the grizzly bear. We probably, knowing what the grizzly bear is and can do. Or in Australia, the dreaded drop bear. <laughs> Which is a myth. Whoever goes to Australia, don't get into that. <laughs> don't ruin it, Daisies. It's a real thing. No, 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 no. I'm not going to support anything that could cause anxiety to someone. <laughs> So just aside, everybody out there, it's a joke yeah. I've just let Daisy in on before we recorded. Go to YouTube and Google Drop Bear and you'll be in on the joke. And that's all we're <laughs> going to say on that one. Yes. <laughs> so back to the grizzly bear. Okay, so you and I walk in the woods in Canada and all of a sudden there appears in front of us this greatly well-grown, ferocious, huge <laughs> grizzly bear. Yeah, well, I imagine. exactly. You see the word you chose? When you think of ferocious... It already feeds to your brain, hey, wow, this voracious, oh, fear. Yes, yes, oh. absolutely. Because words have connotations and some have stronger connotations than others. That's an English word, meaning we put emotions onto words. Yes, but only if you know the word. Right, yes. Because, it again, let's go back to perception. Everything you perceive through your five senses goes through an evaluation process, positive, negative, or neutral. Yeah. So when I hear, oh, that's terrifying, it's horrifying, ferocious, then that's probably not a fun word like YouTube, cute animal babies, funniest videos of the century. Yeah. So we give meaning to it. Because of the meaning we give to a specific word, or then other things that we perceive through our five senses, can be a smell, can be a taste. Yes. Can be something we hear. Yes. Can be something we see or we feel. Let's say somebody grabs my neck and tries to choke me. That's terrifying as well. But when I give the choking itself a meaning, my body will respond already when I have a reference to it. Absolutely. So back to the grizzly bear. So you and I, we see the grizzly bear. That is something we perceive in the right here, right now. It's a real threat. Yes. What happens in our brains? We have a switch. No, we don't have actually a switch in there. Well, let me put that correctly. We don't have literally a switch in there, but actually we do. That doesn't look... There's a chemical switch. Yeah, well, yes, yes. Something that kicks in. Yeah. In our reptilian brain or brainstem or our complex, primitive brain. Yes. That, oh my God, <gasps> threat. And all that really matters now... Lots of circulation goes into your legs and arms to either run away or fight it with your hands. Yeah. Or you freeze and faint. Yeah. 
So with a grizzly bear, I would probably most likely run. That's what I think now. I don't know. I've never been face to face to a grizzly Actually, bear. I saw that. If you come face to face with a bear, don't run because it will chase you. Well, don't take that for <laughs> granted. Make your own research. We are not responsible for what you do with a grizzly bear. Go do your homework. <laughs> it was a comedy movie. <laughs> See, see, I had the feeling. I had the feeling, so we're not liable. <laughs> and I've never seen a grizzly bear either, folks, so. <laughs> no, but now let's say when I am sitting here in my office and I'm just starting to think, oh, what if I'd ever plan to go to Canada with Kathy? And what am I going to do when we are going to face that grizzly bear? Now, what happens? There's something that happens verbally. So the words I speak and the pictures I make up in my head, the pictures I create, construct, reconstruct. Hmm? Yeah. And then my body will respond to the self-talk, the story I'm telling myself, and the pictures I have in my head. So for the reptilian brain, it is really not important if it's a real threat that actually happens right here, right now in front of me while you and I are in Canada walking the woods and the grizzly bear appears in front of us. Or if we imagine the grizzly bear being there in front of us while I'm walking in Canada in the woods with Kathy. Right. I get it. So you're saying that whether it is actually happening in the physical world or whether we are just creating it in our minds, it is the same thing to our primitive brain. Yes. And now when the reptilian brain switches on, your fine motor skills to, for example, put a thread through your knee it's not really opportune to do it at that point because probably you have shaky hands. And most of all, you have everything that you have inside of you instinctively, genetically to either fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. That's it. That is the moment when you, for example, you have this beautiful credenza in your living room and all of a sudden you bump into it. It was there since 10 years. You know it. Even blind, even when it's pitch dark at night and you walk to the kitchen around it, you know exactly where it is. But the moment your reptilian is on, you may miss it. Or you drop the vase that's, oh my, from grandmother's inheritance and, oh, what did I do? Hmm? So we're not that refined when the reptilian is, let's say, the captain. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. So what can we do? Let's say I'm sitting here and I think, wow, there's so many planes crashing in the world. Well, nowadays less because there's less air traffic. And then I start thinking, yeah, well, I'm going to travel quite soon overseas. And then what's going to happen when I'm sitting there in the plane? And oh, and then actually when I remember then, yeah, well, my mom, my brother, my godfather, they crashed in a plane. And so now I'm kicking in. One picture inspires me to think the next picture, the next picture. So it's a spiral. Hmm? Yes. Like one lead thinks to another or in an argument, one word leads to another. Same mechanism in the head. And then my body will respond automatically. It always creates the matching feelings to the thoughts we're thinking or the pictures we're making up in our head. Now, what are thoughts? Thoughts are the words we say to ourselves or we rehearse inside internally or the pictures we remember or reconstruct or imagine. Oh, you're imagining things. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it feels very real. What I'm imagining, it feels very, very real. The husband who is cheated on suffers just as much as the husband who believes and suspects that he's cheated on. Both same. It doesn't matter if it's really actually happening or if you make it up in your head. Based on past experiences or based on your fears towards the future. Doesn't matter. Where do you suffer? When? Right here, right now. Stop it. 
Well, it's easier said than done. Well, yes, yes. But you make a good point that both of those things you've said about living outside of the moment. Well, almost always correct, because when you and I are in Canada in the woods, well, by the way, we're not getting paid to make advertisement travel to Canada, visit the grizzly bears. No. <laughs> we, we're open to it though, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we have some listeners I already know in Canada because I got some feedback who heard about our project and our podcast. So hello to Canada. Hi, Canada. <laughs> I have a couple of friends in Canada too, actually. You see, see, not one grizzly bear yet. So I'm open. No, <laughs> kidding. So the pictures I'm creating in my head based on, I see what happens right here, right now, because the grizzly bear is in front of me, my body will respond to it. Right. So in the instance where the grizzly bear is actually in front of you, yes. But yes. we're talking about anxiety, which is actually kind of living in the future, right? I mean, it's a product of thinking thoughts that aren't happening right here, right now. Yes, or it is copying the past and projecting that into the future. Right. The husband who divorced his wife, beloved, and absolutely amazing, beautiful wedding, but then something happened, all went wrong. Whatever went wrong, and he did not solve the pain, the grief, the blame, the shame within him, he most likely, but surely very often, will just... When he meets Miss Wright, he says, wow, she's amazing. But what if she's going to do exactly the same? So what does he do? He takes a snapshot from the past and projects it in the future and suffers right here, right now and makes his life in the present miserable. That actually happened to me. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, let's discover that. Well, yes. I'm not talking about the cheating, but the anxiety and projecting. No, no, no. There's no cheating, but I'm saying that it was projected upon our marriage, something that happened in the past, I believe. See? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So I know I have a glass ball. Actually, I truly have, but I don't see a thing in it. So apparently there are some people who look in a glass ball and they can predict the future. I have a different thinking about that because I believe that free will I can always choose in the present moment where to go. I do not believe that it's predestined. I believe in opportunities showing up and I can choose. I agree with you, but I also agree that you can have visions of a possible future. Well, that's great. Because that has happened to me, but I still see it as a possible future, not the only future. That's right. It's a possibility. Well, it is very possible that one day in my life I'm going to sit on a plane and it may crash. It is possible. I cannot know that it's never going to happen. Statistically, though, because there were so many accidents in my past of my ancestors, statistically, it will not happen to me. It would be highly improbable. So I'm lucky. So I can travel wherever I want. That's at least what I tell myself. Huh? Now, that is also another trick. Because the stories I tell myself and the pictures I make in my head, I construct or imagine in my head. Right. So let's talk about that because that's something that can help our listeners if they are suffering from anxiety. Let's tell them what they can do to alleviate it. Okay. So if anxiety is a symptom of our perception, then it makes sense to me that the root cause is the perception itself. Well, in order to be able to change your perception, we also need to change the meaning that I give to what I perceive. Right. So that's the root. For example, I can only change 
the support of symptoms by going to the roots and solve it there. Yeah. When I solve the root, there is nothing that supports the creating of the symptoms. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So if somebody out there was abused, hijacked, abducted, or raped, or burglared, whatever happened to you out there, there's some people for them, the worst thing that ever happened to them is when their pet died. True story. Well, as we said in the beginning, that it comes in a lot of degrees. So mild anxiety right up to dehabilitating, it is real for the person experiencing it, regardless of how it is compared to someone else's experience, right? That's right. Very, very to the point. And who am I to judge how severely you're supposed to feel about what happened to you? Yes. So whatever happened to you, address things around that time, events, your memories around events, around that time when it started. That's where I would start. And when you heal that part within you, then there's no need to copy-paste into the future. Right. Copy from the past and project it into the future. So then I would say that anxiety clearly shows that there's some trauma that's happened that has not been dealt with. Yes, and now what is trauma? Somebody can perceive a traumatic event that you and I would, we would just walk by and say, oh yeah, mm -hmm. was it raining or wasn't it, right? Like a minor thing to us. Absolutely. But we don't know because maybe a person has a memory where something shocking happened or unexpectedly happened, something they absolutely did not think of could possibly ever, ever happen in their lives. And that created such a big stressor and therefore they never dealt with the memory itself. And therefore everything and anything that may trigger in the outside world or in their inside world through their five senses, the same way as what happened back then when it reminds them, it relates. And it does not necessarily has to happen consciously. For example, sometimes you walk into a room and it smells so wonderful and you feel like cozy. Yeah. Let's say the same smell reminds a woman of the circumstances when she got raped, where she got raped. She's freaking out. Same room, same smell. Yes. So we can't attempt to address deeper roots in the podcast, obviously, because no. they're so individual and personal. But we can say to people, here's something you can do right now if you're experiencing some anxiety. Change your physiology. There we go. So Daisy always has something wonderful and very simple to do for us. Well, you can do it immediately. Anyone can change their body the way they stand, their body language, put up your arms. Because when you just imagine a depressed person is usually crawled up, shoulders low, chin down, yes. eyes down. And a person who just won something amazing, whatever is amazing to them, an award, a new job. The lotto. The lottery, yes. <laughs> or they just embrace the birth of a new baby, right? Yes. And they are just so, wow. So their body language, when you think of it in front of your own inner eye, you see that there's a big difference already in the body language, in the physiology. Absolutely. What you can do the quickest is change your physiology. Get up, walk two minutes up and down your hallway or in the room in circles or do jumping jacks if your space is limited and then focus on something that really always makes you feel good. 
Yeah. For me, that's music. I have a playlist that is very uplifting. And so that's my go-to exercise. Super. I've known other women who've got a face cloth and screamed into it mm-hmm. and, and then danced around the room to a song. Yes. And so that got their frustration out and then lifted their spirits with the music. So I think it is different people. Yes. Also, depending on what type they are. Are they more visual? Are they more auditive? Are they more kinesthetic? Hmm? Yeah. Maybe, hey, you know what? I feel so anxious this moment. Would you give me a hug, please? Yeah. That might already bring them out. That doesn't solve the root, though. Yes. I have not once during the over 25 years of working with clients experienced that something goes away without addressing the root. Absolutely. It never happened. I've not witnessed it. Maybe it happens with some other people. I personally have never seen that. I don't know that it can, Daisy. Like we can only cover it up, mentalize, try and forget it. Like none of those things though will actually address the pain no. or the fallout from whatever trauma it was. In order to change what happened in that traumatic event or what you imagine is going to happen in the future, look at the pictures, change the pictures and listen to the words you're telling yourself or you're rehearsing and change those. Yeah. A very good exercise also is write on your mirror, I love you. Ah, uh, yes, I love that one. I love you. I'm big on this. I actually have a whole presentation called Mirror Love based around yes. that exact thing where I sort of tell people that trying to embrace self-love, to do that every single day. And the people I've done that with have reported back amazing changes in their self-esteem. Amazing. Absolutely. But then you can only do that when you also believe it. Yes. When I stand in front of the mirror and, okay, I, I love you. I love you. But oh yeah, but I didn't do that and I failed at that and now I'm divorced and I lost my dog. The other exercises that go along with it, but the repetition, the repetition helps them learn yes. to change the way they think about themselves. And no, it doesn't stand alone. But yes. The repetition and it always links back to your body because It will always tell you what's going on in there. I think so. Based on the feelings. Yes. So when I tell myself, I love you because you're amazing, you're awesome, you're lovable and you're loving and caring and creative and brilliant. And when I really then feel it because my body, when I really, really do it convincingly. And we should do this for ourselves. Wow. Look, if we can't be our own best friend, then how are we going to be anybody else's, right? That's right. Exactly. I so agree with you. Now, when I notice the feeling, remember, wherever your focus goes, everything grows. Yes. So I repeat a word. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Until you believe it and feel it. And when you feel it, then that will be your new standard. Now, when somebody out there has severe anxiety, please go and seek in-person professional help. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to learn more, there are a lot of things that we cannot actually explore here and explain in the podcast because we're limited to the audio. Right here. Yes. But reach out. Yes. Please, please reach out. Reach out, please. We are here to help. That's one thing. And there's also in two of my books, there are tools in there. I have one that's software update for your mind, where it's only about tools and skills that you can really do actually. And we're planning on putting that in an online course that's really kind of a quick course, not like, oh my, so many weeks and so many hours. No, quick, visual, all senses will be really inspired and awakened and you can do it really quickly. And there are very powerful self-talk rituals 
how you can calm down your reptilian brain. I really believe what's helpful for you guys out there or for everyone who wants to share that. You can invite as many people as you wish, your family, your friends, your co-workers, anyone who matters. We even embrace entire groups or teams. And please join the Dream Life Creators on Facebook because we're going to give so much away there that is visual that you can really do in an instant. And we give so much information for free. So please go and join us. We're just really excited to embrace you and welcome you there. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Daisy and I have lots of things planned. We're going to do some workshop style Zoom groups live in the group and we're going to do some interviews with some people and we're also going to give you some tools as well as our posts about stuff that sort of follows the dream life roadmap because we really want to help you guys create change and transformation like once you get to the other side of the shit you're going through you're going to be so much happier (laughs) I can guarantee it. <laughs> so uh, please do join us in the group. And um, we hope that today has been helpful talking about anxiety, what it is, how it affects you and how you can sort of deal with the symptoms in a quick way. But also we do urge you again, if you are experiencing a serious anxiety to please see a professional, the very least reach out to us so that we can have a chat to you and point you in a direction we think that would help you. Absolutely. You know, so don't suffer alone. You are not alone out there. And so we're going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you for your time. We do appreciate it so much. We love having you tune in. Please share us out with your family and friends. And don't forget to jump on over to Facebook and look up Dream Life Creators. There will, of course, be links down below. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone and anyone. One day, many, many years ago, I was asked, Daisy, so what is your definition of success, which will be another episode? And I said, well, if I can reach the heart of one soul, I already succeeded. So every single one of you out there, you can be personally feel that we're grateful for you being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree. I started this journey myself to help other people. And I know I've helped some already. And so that just urges me on to keep going and, you know, to keep speaking out because for a long time I had no voice and I want to be the voice for those who have none until they can find their own. Yeah. For those who are yet to discover their own. Yes, exactly. And it is a process and I believe a life lesson. So I'm blessed to have found you, Daisy. I'm so grateful. Blessed to have this audience and this platform to speak about things that really matter to us as human beings and that can change our lives. No matter our circumstances, our minds can change everything. And that is what we'd like you to remember as we leave you. You are how you behave. That's right. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. This is Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Make sure you like our podcast, comment and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. Share with your friends and loved ones. Leave a comment and reach out to us with questions and how we can help you change your life. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next time.